played more of Sonic Frontiers, and I can make a, an open judgment on it now. Yeah? What do you think? Um, I almost walked away from it. Are you kidding? Are we going to fight? Are we going to fight about this? Oh, my God. Dude, I... What's your fucking problem? That game's amazing. So, it's it's nuance sort of stuff. So, the, the problems that I have come across... Ugh. Um, it wants it wants you it almost wants you to follow a linear path with the check marking so i don't do that of course i just fucking go right so what ends up happening i never followed it either what ends up happening though is you get like all the stuff done and then you have like six times in a row go talk to amy go talk to amy go talk to amy (laughs) all over the place and it's just that's true that drove me up a wall because it's like if you want to be an open world be an open world game that like it's like it straight up is like do whatever you want to do you know go ham uh but, but the freedom also, is still there you could do anything in an order you don't even have to go talk to amy you could just go do some other shit well you have to talk to amy yeah but i'm saying you don't have to do it right in a row you could talk to her then go do something else then talk to her then go you don't have to like that it's the next thing you got to do to progress the story but like it's a whatever yeah it's it's like it's linear checkpointing in an open world space which felt weird to me the mashup but what really made me almost walk away from it if i agree is the 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 first titan I don't know. I, like, I, I was beating my head against the wall with this. Are you kidding? I beat it in the I, first go. What okay, was your so problem? Here's what happens. Here's what happens. You, whenever you go in, you go into with, you go into it with the amount of rings that you go into it with. Right, yeah. Which is fine, which is great. Yeah. But if you die at any point so like i died because i kept trying to run up its legs and i kept rocketing off and hitting things so i died when it loads you back in it only loads you with a hundred rings and just run in a circle a bunch of times which seems like a bad like oversight to me it's not an oversight it's literally a correction for what you're describing it's like oh if they die here they're not going to have enough rings. So you just run in a circle like three times. So, I can literally max out my rings in two seconds. So keeping that in mind. Okay. <laughs> keeping that in mind, I went through and I was like, okay, so I can't like, it wouldn't let me save and quit. So I just had an auto save. The auto save kicked me back to right before I went up the waterfall. Great. So I can run around and grab rings. Cool. Right. Whatever. So go and grab rings and go up the the fucking waterfall and I'm still getting I'm still running out of time. I'm like what the fuck is going on? I'm barely making a dent in this fucking thing. You're so pressing just, something oh, wrong. You're no, pressing something it, wrong. There's two separate things in combination. One, it only it doesn't make it clear that you can parry the titan. Because you have to parry the Titan. Yeah, but it makes it very clear. I immediately parried the Titan. You are the only person who has this experience, Neil. The only person. Everybody says the Titans are amazing. I parried him. I beat him on the first go. You are making me so mad. I literally Googled, what am I doing wrong? Like, like I, I did not know what the fuck was going on. 
And there was an article that I had read. I think it was GameSpot or something. It was like it was something like Sonic uh, Sonic Frontiers first boss is absolutely horrendous, and here's why. Um, Not. It was great. It was amazing. So, so there was. I that. unequivocally disagree with you. Unequivocally. But then from there, I kept finding those little doofy creatures yeah. and like the seeds and shit. Yeah, you got to get them. Yeah, I, I did. I didn't know where the fuck to dump them until I just started roaming aimlessly and came across the the fucking dude that does stuff with So your problem in the beginning was that it was too linear, and now your problem is it's too open and you have to explore? No. Oh, my God. It needs to tell you to go to, like, that dude. Because I now, in retrospect, looking back on it, I've looked at, like, I, I was at like level four attack and four defense when I went into that. Uh-huh. Like I can't do anything. I'm like I I just I, I I guess I just can't play this game. This is insane. And this is insane. I sat down for two days. I'm like I'm gonna give it one last go, and then all that stuff came together, and then it was fine. But even still, when I went into it with 250 rings, I, I only finished out with 30. I'm so, so that was getting pretty close down to the wire. Now that all being said, I'm so upset with you right now. <laughs> that all being said, there are some like I do like blasting around. I love getting my full rings and mm-hmm. going at like turbo speed. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but the how it like certain enemies, the like larger mini boss ones, if you get too close to them, they gate you into it, and you just have to do it. You don't. You don't just run in the other direction. You don't have you, to do it. You literally can't. There's one of them that's like a tornado thing oh, in the second island. There is a couple, yeah. That yeah, one, and you, then there's like a... And there's like a sumo one. Yeah, the sumo where, one gets you, you too. But most of them you can in. just run away. Like the flyers you could just run away from. The fish you could just run away from. Like most of them you could just run away. There's a couple that gate you in, but most of them you yeah, can just Yeah, the run ones away. that gate me in, I'm just like, okay, I'm just literally going to run at it and die. And then it's just like I have to avoid this whole area. Why didn't you just, just learn sure. how to beat them? And then there's like some – like the. The one, the the second island, the one like really big one that wasn't like it's like a mini boss, but like it's like Titan size. It's literally just rings <laughs> with a core. It was mm-hmm. really bizarre. Yeah, yeah, the rings of the core. It was just I literally thought it was just like design in the area. I'm like, oh, this is a thing to fight, which was just off to me. Overall, if I want to put like a rating on it. After after everything I've said, I give it a six point five. You are unequivocally wrong, and uh, I am actually mad right now. I'm mad. <laughs> you literally bitch about everything that's good about that game. I I don't know why I do a podcast with you, and I cannot believe <laughs> that now we actually have to do a fucking ninety minutes on the gaming industry. Oh God! I don't even. I can't even begin to describe how wrong you are. Like it's it's absolutely insane. You contradicted yourself in your own rant. In your own rant. In your own rant. Your problems was it was too linear and then it was too open world. It's fucking insane, Neil. You're an insane person with insane thoughts and ideas. The things that are the things that are like super important. Important. I would say, yeah, absolutely. Fucking go to that. Because if it didn't make a difference one way or another... They're clearly marked on the map. The fucking little guys are clearly marked on the map. You just go to the guy. And he... Once you happen to... 
Have you never played an area. open world game? You go to the icons, and then those icons give you things. That's how it works. I, I know. I know. That's the thing. Do I you? Just, because you obviously didn't know well enough to thing. actually do it. It just so happened. And even still on the second island, I had, I'm sitting on like 150 of those little creatures that I can't turn in because I can't find the other guy. This is this is mind numbing to me. Like mind numbing. Mm -hmm. Of all the things I thought you could possibly have a problem with, you're just saying your problem is you're bad at this game. Like that's your problem. Okay. All right. We're gonna move on. We're gonna do try and do fan interaction while I'm absolutely furious. I didn't think I could get furious at somebody's opinion of a video game, but I'm actually <laughs> furious right now. All right. Going in. Three, two, one. Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not good. It's not great. Horrible gaming podcast. It's not even what you would call fair. It's really not that good. Gaming Podcast. Hello, my name is Zachariah with Old Man Gaming. You, dear listener, for whatever reason, have decided to listen to a horrible gaming podcast. But I'm not alone. Usually I'm never alone. With me is... Neil aka Tiny Wizard. Keep pointing the wrong way. You're on my side. This way. Uh, hello, Neil aka Tiny Wizard. We have a podcast to do today. We do? A podcasty podcast, yeah, yeah. But before, is it, is it going to be a happy, positive podcast? No, it's super sad. I, I, and I've got nine odds and ends that of increasing sadness. Like it's just there's. I, we're going to have some overlap too. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm sure. What's what's? I'm glad that we're really selling this show right off the bat. Like anybody who loves <laughs> sadness and negativity, like sad, sad, annoying, horrible shit. <laughs> you like escapism? Then go away. Go away. We don't have that. We don't have that. Uh, but before we get into that, we got to thank the people who have made this possible. Behind our ugly mugs, you're seeing a fancy picture. That custom picture was designed by Mr. Mark Bell. We thank him for that. And then, of course, the theme song for this show and all shows at Old Man Gaming, provided by my brother, the man who makes the music, and we thank him for that. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, everybody, that brings us to Fanter Action. Uh, this is the part of the show, most important part of the show, where we talk to you guys, the fans, uh, about everything that you want to discuss. We're going we're gonna to read them out here wherever we can find them. Uh, so we start off to, well, let me make sure I got this right. Newest first. There we go. All right. We're going to start off with Backdraft. Woo! He says, woo. Uh, then Bloody Nose uh, says, soon fire, because soon we will have him on the podcast. Uh, we will have you on the podcast, Bloody Nose, and you're going to hear Bloody Nose. I'm, I'm going to spoil it. We've got an interview episode coming up, uh, I believe, uh, next week, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. It is going yeah, to be next, next week. Next week, we are taking off, uh, and I am doing interviews again of community members. I interviewed Bloody Nose, William Hoen, and then Grandpa Gamer from Old Man, uh, Old Man Gaming, Old Man General Manager, the new show we have on our channel. So, should be fun stuff there. Um, but we're also going to have you on Bloody Nose, definitely. 
Then uh, Backdraft says, it's all in the reflexes. <laughs> and that is from Big Trouble in Little China. Man after my own heart. I then uh, I then responded to him, because uh, gotta love a good quote off. Uh, whoopsie. Make the replies appear again. I said, uh, it will come out no more. And then Jack Burton, what? Huh? What will come out no more? To which he came back with, Lopan, Egg Shen, you've come a long way to find me, but you're too late. There are two girls with green eyes. And then I didn't get around to responding to him. I had a good one, but I forgot to uh, do it. Nonetheless, uh, fan of, of Big Trouble in Little China. is a fan after my own heart, Black Backdraft. It is Kurt Russell. Like, it's my favorite movie of all time, probably. Probably. All right. Um, moving on. Jason says, it's already the regular... That's what's outrageous. Mega corporations should be illegal. Bring back the small guys who love their work and bring us actual masterpieces. Uh, the small guys are here and they are actually loving their work and they are bringing us masterpieces. I just, I don't, I still don't like the lackadaisical outlook to mega corporations. I understand where you were coming from though. No, I'm not throwing any shade your way. Uh, and I do agree, mega corporations are just the fucking worst. Just absolutely the worst. And they have infected the gaming industry and we're going to talk about it probably tonight and probably for the rest of our god-given fucking lives if yeah. if i can stand yeah. to continue to do the podcast with neil which i don't <laughs> know if i can um so moving on I can redeem myself i, I we'll, have we'll a, see. I have we'll a, redeeming, see. a redeeming we'll statement see. too this this motherfucker uh you guys don't know maybe i'll put it in a opening or a, a bonus though it was it was it i was, think you kind of have to i point. might have to i i was mad i was physically mad at neil's opinion that's uh anyway moving on uh jason then continues i just want valheim on xbox one already i don't care about anything else i've seen i gotta be honest i'm surprised i i didn't realize it wasn't on there i'm sorry i said it was uh I did play it. It wasn't my cup of tea. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I just couldn't get into it. I don't know. I don't know what I was doing that wasn't there. It just felt like felt like medieval dynasty, but without all the possible sex. I mean, I don't know. Um, so I I don't know. Are you excited to play Valheim at all? It doesn't seem like a you game. I'm trying to remember even what one that was. So after your rant, I'm not sure what a you game is. Nonetheless. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember what that one. I feel like we talked about it, but I Valheim's the Viking one. It was an independent one in early access that kind of took the, took the world by storm. Uh, I think it was either last year or the year before. And was it's that like the a, Amazon? No, Amazon game. No, no, no. That's New World. Uh, it oh, was. It, this was like a survive, and that was never an early access. This is this is a survival. Like it's an independent studio, but it's like a survival thing. Like you craft, you build, you you break stuff down, you hunt monsters, sort of thing. Kind of along yeah. the same lines as Ark, but you're a Viking thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can't recall it honestly. I cannot believe you can't recall it. It was a huge craze, a huge craze for like an entire year. Everyone was playing it. Oh my god. Yeah, I so anybody who wants to be the new co-host of Old Man Gaming, <laughs> now is the time to submit your applications. Um, so, so continuing, uh, Jason then says, I like to explore, gather resources, and build. My best friend likes to get into the crafting and make world 
assembly lines. Minecraft is one of the best game, best games that lets our different proclivities complement so well. I want to see Minecraft Legends and how things mesh there. I am also very excited about that. I guess you're right about the whole Minecraft thing. It kind of does this in its own way. Uh, but but yeah, there's it, it still doesn't really do it in a PvP way, and I'm kind of excited to see Minecraft Legends bring that into the PvP. And, uh, and again, Minecraft Dungeons was very much not... It was very much a different game skinned as Minecraft, and that's that. Yeah. That's why it kind of missed for me. Is it didn't didn't have any of that signature Minecraft. This seems to be like a different way of doing Minecraft. I'm kind of excited about. Yeah, I will be very interested to see how that turns out. Because, yeah. I mean, I I did feel like Minecraft Dungeons when we played through it. It was I, I was I was there. <laughs> I was there for the quote unquote paycheck, so to speak. Um, but right. I mean, it, 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 it was, it very much was, we actually have a series where we played through the whole did. thing. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We played through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's where the, uh, ain't scared. Ain't never been scared. Was, <laughs> I know uh, of game. all the places for it to come from. Yeah. <laughs> that's the show. <laughs> um, okay. So moving on, Jason then had one more comment. Anyone remember? When a game was announced, pretty much when it was d almost done and then released within a year, I I honestly don't. I I honestly don't. Maybe Sega Genesis Super Nintendo. Do you remember that? Yeah. Remember those days? Know, I don't remember yeah. those days. I mean, well, every know, once in a while we get one, but. Well, what's crazy about it too is I feel like the game companies still kind of do that. I mean, think about it. We get these release dates. Oh, it's going to, here it is. It's within the year. <laughs> Starfield's a perfect fucking example. Here it is. Big to do about the release date. This is it. It's set in stone, dot, dot, dot. Well, it's came and went at this point. Now yeah. they're just saying, oh, well, maybe first half. Well, uh, he's saying when it was announced and released in the same year. Like it, when but, it oh, actually yeah. happened. I mean, it still does. It, it, this same thing still ha happens. Um, I mean, it doesn't, though, because Starfield hasn't been released in the same year. That's well, what no, he was no, saying. No, it's I mean, released in... No, well, no, what I was saying, this thing, the same thing still happens, that game companies will come out and say, oh, it's going to come out. They, they're they're oh, trying yeah. to stick to that. They're trying to stick to it, but they fail. Way, yeah. But they, exactly, and that's why we get to, you know, the situations that we're in now to where there's a release date and then they've just you know given up in some regard to like yeah at some point within the next 365 days maybe who knows yeah yeah i don't know i think that uh uh yeah i i do long for those days again i don't the thing is is it's hard for me to say i definitely remember those because i didn't cover games back in the day so like I didn't. Mm. I I wasn't always up to snuff on what games were coming out a year from then or whatever. I didn't watch the E3s. I didn't. You know, uh, I didn't. I didn't. I've always been a gamer, but I never really like paid attention to the market. Uh, so I don't know that I remember that because for me it would just be like I went to the store and there was a game and I bought it. So like I don't know that like I ever really experienced that, but. Uh, at the same time, I'd really like whatever it is, if it existed, to make a comeback because what's happening now is terrible. But that's that's the problem with the business is it makes all its money on hype, not on the actual product. 
I mean, that's that's yeah. the point. You can't return these products. Like the return processes for these products are nearly non-existent. So they make all their money on pre-order sales and hype. And that's one of the reasons that so many games of services are failing, which we'll get into later. But like, I think that mm-hmm. like like they they tr- they're still trying to make all their money on hype instead of making their money on the actual product itself, and that's a huge problem. Yeah. All right, so then William Holen, hi, exclamation point. I actually really have listened to the 167 podcasts. I mean, it's actually now uh, 176 podcasts, not including this one, uh, but that's that's fine. Um, he also says, I that's, all, that's already more than you should listen to and, <laughs> <laughs> for health reasons. Uh, he then I was going to say, once we hit 200, <laughs> I think we should chip in for a therapist. I don't have the money for that. <laughs> I'll start a Patreon for other people's therapists. I'll do that. There we go. <laughs> uh, I played a bunch of Minecraft dungeons with my son. Oh, we just talked about it. Thought it was pretty good. It's true. It's really like Diablo, but I don't know. I quite had quite a, quite a bit of fun of this. Okay, first of all, when we insult a game, if you had fun with it, you had fun with it. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Game's supposed to be fun, and there's no problem with you enjoying... Uh, Minecraft dungeons or having fun with it with the sun. We we're bitchy whiny assholes who are just going to be on the internet bitching about something. But I'm a firm believer that if you're having fun with a game, it doesn't matter what I say or anybody else says about it. Good for you. Good for your son. My big problems with Minecraft wasn't even that Minecraft dungeons wasn't even that it was a bad game. It just felt like they were trying to make a Diablo-like game, and their Mojang is not allowed to do anything non-Minecraft, so it was like, make it Minecraft, because <laughs> that was the thing. It didn't feel like, why is this Minecraft? Like, was my big problem with it? I don't know. Um, then uh, then he said, uh, a, the trailer for Fable 3 will be like the word Fable with a forest background, and that's it. Kind of like what we got for Elder Scrolls 6, and kind of like we've already gotten for Fable 3 once. Uh, well, Fable 4, I guess technically yeah now uh well i don't have much to say but thanks for the show cheers hashtag starfield 2026 <laughs> oh man you might be right brother you might be right and that would make me laugh and laugh um and then we have one more commenter asylum 66 uh we will never get dark tide glad they are fixing it Rather, they finish the game and not rush over the glitched, incomplete pile of modern gaming. I mean, Asylum, they already did. They they already released the glitched modern piece of crap. Like, that's why they've got to fix it, man. I don't know what you're talking about here. I love you, buddy, but they didn't delay it. They delayed the console version because the PC one is so shitty. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm... Honestly, I never had those experiences with that game. I only had good experiences for the time that I played, which is why my review reflects good experiences and probably is going to get a bunch of hate. But I think that, uh, that yeah, if it is having those problems, it needs to be fixed. It just does. Um, so, anything to add to any of those there, Neil? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right, all right. Well, we will move on to our talking point. We are going to discuss today E3 uh, and the announcement, basically, that none of the big three companies are going to be there, which is, 
you know, I'll save you some time. It's basically going to turn into what are we doing here? <laughs> Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to our talking point. Our talking point is a fun one today. Uh, and by fun, I mean depressing. If you like E3, because E3 really isn't a thing anymore. I mean, com- put it in the same category as s- uh, Summer of Gaming, as any other yeah. bullshit show, because the main three will not be there. They're going to have probably showcases around that time, I would assume, but they're not yeah. actually going to have a presence a at E3. Presence, yeah. And by big three, uh, we mean Xbox, we mean PlayStation, and we mean Nintendo. They will not be there in any way, shape, or form. So, you gotta wonder what the fuck we're doing here. Yeah, so, I mean, I actually, uh, I I was listening a little bit to, uh, I don't know if you watch uh, IGN's Next Gen Console Watch that they do do weekly. I did, but Uh, I do not anymore. The... That's what they were talking about uh, this week. I don't know why they still call it Next Gen Console Watch. I mean, it's it's literally got nothing to do directly with uh, the current generation of yeah, games or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of just like another podcast. It's just basically. it's just literally just another podcast. But um, you know, th- that's one thing. You know, they were talking about it. it's very bizarre overall because we have. Nintendo's always had some sort of a light presence, but their actual presentation's been their own like mm-hmm. Nintendo Direct Treehouse thing. Yep. Sony hasn't been there in years. That's you know that's whatever. But Microsoft is the weird one because Microsoft has almost always been at E3 and kind of and always guaranteed that they would be. Yeah, and what's super interesting is they're actually on the ESA board, mm-hmm. which right. uh, are the people who put. Uh, who put together E3. Mm-hmm. So that's really weird when your own board member is just like, hey, yeah, um, by the way, we're not going to be there either. <laughs> like, it is exactly like you said. What are we doing here? And, you know, we kind of were talking about this whenever they canceled E3 for, uh, it was actually, I think it was before COVID, they had done that trial run of canceling E3. Mm-hmm. and kind of set everybody off on their own and we had said you know that's that's it it's not coming back because once they realize that they don't necessarily have to put up all the money for space demos everything like that they can just do a trailer dump yep and call it a day and they're going to realize well shit yeah let's just do that control the narrative save money hell yeah and that's exactly what they've decided to do at this point yeah, I mean, the thing is, is uh, E3 is very staunch and rigid on uh, uh, on the amount of money that you've got to spend to be at E3. They still kind of take themselves as this, like... Uh, Big thing. Yeah, as this prestigious honor, basically. If you can afford to be here, man, you're, you're one of the premium whatevers. But we are entering a age, especially brought on by the pandemic, but even before that, it had started with Sony pulling out where they have come to realize that like E3 is not good for the companies and that sucks because while I'm on record as thinking most of uh, the 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 uh, uh, reviewers out there are basically just mega corporation cucks uh, but uh, uh, they're still there giving their opinion being able to be a person seeing the game you know or being able to uh, give more. I don't know, to, to, 
to explain sometimes even what these games are. With just these right. huge trailer drops, these huge online showcases that they like to do now, they're just trailer jumps. That's all they are. And those companies get to show you exactly what they want to show you. And while, like I said, every reviewer out there at those shows were usually big wieners for the big mega companies, they'd, you'd still get some insight from what they were saying, from the developers, from the people on hand to kind of give you a better idea as to whether it was a game that you wanted to invest your time and money into. You don't get that anymore uh, with these trailer dumps. So it is a bummer that this is going out, but E3 has done nothing to modernize themselves or incentivize these companies coming back to them as well. So I kind of feel like it's it's a two-party fuck-up here. Uh, you know, it's the medic corporations kind of trying to fuck you over, which they're always trying to do. But it's also E3 not in any way, shape, or form making themselves valuable or uh, wanted. Basically just giving a huge barrier to entry on a thing that everybody could basically just do themselves for free with better results. Yeah, and they, they've kind of had this identity crisis for a while, too, because mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember or not, it was before it was before the pandemic as well. They were, like, trying to rebrand as, like, a marketing experience to where you, like, had different, like, tiers of access yeah. and everything like that, like, making it way more complicated than it needed to be. Mm -hmm. And as a result, we've had things like keely summer fuck fest you know show up and now like even here we kind of refer to e3 as like the e3 time like you know it's now like a window that everybody basically gets together in june and says hey we're all under the understanding that we're all gonna just dump all of our trailers all at the same time let's just all do it all at once so that way nobody's trying to dick wiggle you know anybody else out of the game yeah so they all just get together now and make their own E3. Make but no they, mistake. They kind of try and beat themselves on that too. Like every time you'll you'll hear Sony, like a lot of times they'll wait until one of them they'll play that chicken match where the whoever's wait. the first one, mm -hmm. yeah, whoever decides to be the first one, then it's a flood. Yep. And all the dates are after that first one. Yup. Yep. 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 I. Uh, I don't know. I, you're right. Sony had pulled out of this thing before the pandemic even hit, um, and we knew about that. Uh, Nintendo had not had, even though everybody equated them with E3, they hadn't had a presence there in years. Uh, even before that, they just did the treehouses at the same time, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, Xbox pulling out is weird, but at the same time, Xbox can be on ESA's board all day long. If ESA is going to charge them $2 million to have a fucking presentation uh, that they can do in their own backyard for $0, they're going to do it in their own backyard. There's literally no reason to do that. Plus, E3, they can't control the audience. They can't control the crowd. How many times have you been watching E3 before this and something got booed? You remember Marvel's Avengers got booed? Uh, and it's like you could even make the case that that game never recovered from that presentation. Oh, uh, yeah. Whereas, whereas maybe it would have done well better if it wasn't at E3. Um, the other thing is, too, and it's a huge problem, but again, I said it in the fan's reaction, the gaming industry 
right now, at least the AAA gaming industry, makes all their money on hype. They don't make any of their money on the game. They make all of their money on the trailers and the lead up to the game. That's, that's, that's how they make it. The microtransactions and stuff are great and all for them to get extra money in the back end. But let's face it, they're making all the money on the pre-orders, the investments based on the pre-order numbers. Like That's where they make their bread and butter, their money. Um, and I mean, they don't... <laughs> they, why would they then show that game off at an event where media can say this game is probably not that good or this game is this or this game is that you know, they would much rather just show a big flashy trailer and let everybody decide what the game is in their own head so that they get excited about it yeah and i would say make no mistake too like e3 at this point is dead yeah uh it's not it right now it is in the process of dying because we have you know like we'd mentioned the big three are no longer there all these other big reveals are going to be at, you know, the summer of gaming. Mm -hmm. So what do we have left? We have an Ubisoft show that they're going to do one on their own anyways. I don't know what they're going to show. Maybe Skull and Bones coming out in the holiday now or some shit. Oh, um, Skull and Bones, you poor baby. <laughs> uh, Capcom is going to have their own little showcase. Mm -hmm. Uh, Devolver always puts on a good show, but you know, well, and you'll have Embracer, uh, Embracer well. Group, the PC yeah. gaming show, which is a lot of just rehash yep. of stuff that's already out, anyways. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It's it really hurts my heart because uh, we've talked about this before. We always treated uh, E3 like the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. at our house like it was always a big to do we would request off of work like two days binge like all of the presentations we get like pizza yeah everything like that it was a whole huge thing yeah and now what is it really going to be i mean Nothing. all the shows are going to be within the span of a week yep not necessarily across those same days and it's all going to be disjointed I mean, we may as well just have uh, our, like a quarterly showcase or something at yep. this point for all the all the developers and everything. Well, and that's what they're going to do. I think that, like, I agree. I think the biggest the biggest thing that we lose here is the media, the the media attention to uh, and the media opinions. As much as I don't like the media, still you would have these like you'd have a showcase. And then you just, you'd have these events where you just, they would, whoever was you were watching that showcase through would then switch over to a bunch of people just talking about what they saw and talking about what part of those they got to play and then having developers on to talk about what they showed and stuff like that. It would give you a better sense of what the products were. And you don't have that anymore. You, that's, the, that's the big loss here. That's the big loss when we switch to these internet-only showcases. And... You know, you're talking about the big the big game feel of E3, the Super Bowl feel of it. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I never liked the whole who won E3 kind of conversation, but yeah. I will say I would much rather have that over your your 40-minute, here's some games we're making, guys, you know? And yeah. uh, uh, you don't – it's one of the th reasons I liked the Developer Direct Microsoft uh, showed because it gave me a better sense of the product in those trailers, uh, which mm -hmm. most of the time – 
AAA companies don't do that. Um, but yeah, I, really, that's that's something we're losing on a whole now. We've got, like when E three is done, that's what we're losing. And t- I mean, that's the problem with E three. They're gating stuff. That's that's the big problem. Is they're still treating it like they're not incentivizing being there in any way, shape, or form. They're they're making it. Like, you spend do- millions of dollars to come here. Like, and that's just not, it can't work that way. It just can't anymore because you, nobody wants to be there. You know, they're, they're gating off things <clears throat> uh, that, they, that they would need to incentivize to get those people in. And while, yeah, they don't have the big three, I think they could probably still get some big AAA studios in there, but they're still not really making it worth their while to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is what they're going to do is even the cross-platform stuff, they're going to have – they're either going to reach out or Sony or Microsoft, let's be real, it's going to be one of those two, and that's about it, are going to be partnering up with whom, whomever it may be, even like Capcom or something like that, you know, who is probably still going to have their own showcase at E3, maybe like, hey – you want to have our big game on your showcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, great. Why not? Give us a trailer cuz it doesn't really, you know, cost them anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll pay whoever it is like instead of renting out a space for like $20,000 at the E3 show floor, we'll give you $6,000 or whatever. Just throwing random numbers out there um to show our trailer in your showcase. Well, and let's face it, the IGN Summer of Gaming Showcase is way bigger now than E3 has been yeah. for a long time. And it, it it's way bigger than it. And it is because they've basically taken the E3 model of like a few days of a lot of different shows and releases, but they then applied it to all you have to do is give us trailers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's, that's, that's why it's now huge, because that's what all these developers want to do. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not it's not good, but at the same time I don't know how you fix it. I think I think E three is done, uh, in the near future. I'm kind of surprised they're still doing it once Microsoft pulled out. Like, how are they getting enough money to even justify it, I guess. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I I think that um I don't, I don't know that there's much more to say about this one, honestly. I know we buzzed through this, but we both have a ton of odds and ends on this. Yeah, all of the odds and ends and all of the land. Yeah. Uh, 100%. So maybe we'll just switch over to odds and ends. I don't think there's necessarily anything else to add to the E3 conversation. No, that's, then that's the thing is we've we've talked about this a couple times every year. They make it They make a decision that's just like – it's they're slowly losing more and more ground right and now this is the first time where way ahead of the time they're like hey guess what you know none of the major players are going to be here just so you know so well and that's and that's really the problem i mean mean, it's not the only problem these companies want to do their own thing but for free but at the same time like e3 has not seen the writing on the wall at all they've just continued to chip away at the exact same formula they've had for years even though it stopped working about five years ago. And I yeah. think that that's, that's a huge problem is then you just keep like, <laughs> you just keep doing the same thing that's not working. It's going to continue to not work. There's, there's, you know, like you're not innovating, you're not making anything better. It's, 
I mean, it's you're not different than anything. It's it's not there. I don't know how you fix it though, honestly. I mean, you don't. That's the problem. I mean, somehow Gamescom point- still survives, and Gamescom's actually thriving. But Gamescom also doesn't really have a ton of big AAA people there, you know. But like, they still manage to have a festival and do things the the right way. So they're they've actually done some stuff to modernize themselves it's just why e3 continues to be this like gate off sort of situation i think or or take it like what it was many years ago i think it's just a bad idea well it also doesn't help too that you know the uh the the breach the data breach what was it a year or two ago where everybody got doxxed from all Mm -hmm. their information being stolen yeah from database didn't help anything either i mean that that's a surefire way to push people away from uh (laughs) away from something that you're trying to do it does it does all right let's go on odds and ends then guys we got a huge odds and ends so don't worry it's not like we're ending early or anything uh (laughs) we will be right back horrible gaming podcast all right, so that brings us to our third segment, our final segment, Odds and Ends. That's where we collect smaller news stories that don't necessarily deserve a talking point, although almost all of these do. And yeah. uh, we uh, we just talk about them, we riff on them, we tell you guys, the fine listeners, about them. We both have nine Odds and Ends because, guys and girls, it has been a very busy news week. Just every two hours, I felt like something was coming out about something. Uh, so yeah, so I'm going to go first. We've decided I'm going to start off nice and light. Um, Street Fighter has decided to release the first role-playing game ever in its entire series. It will be a mobile game. So bite your tongue for that one. And it's called Street Fighter Duel. And I'm pre-registered for it because I'm very curious as to what this could possibly be. It looks very interesting. Um, what do you think about this Street Fighter guy, Neil? Yeah, uh, honestly, you sent me that, and I didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to look at it. Uh, it was just it was just a story on it. I think I don't even think it was a necessarily a trailer. I know there's a trailer out. I I don't think I watched the trailer. I just read like a story on the the RPG. It's it's supposedly going to be like a role playing game in some way, shape, or form, uh, which they've never released a Street Fighter role playing game, at least according to this mm. article. Uh well, I mean, I think that they, I think there was a tabletop game, but out Oh, there is. That, Hold on. Hold on. Uh, you'll have to watch this back, Neil. It's right here. It's right here. I own it. I own it. I'm showing it in the camera right now. Oh, you have the Street Fighter tabletop game. I have. It's a Street Fighter, a storytelling game. And you know who makes it or made who? it? Uh, White Wolf, of all people. The Interesting. People made, yeah, it's actually compatible with Vampire the Masquerade. Oh, you've got a werewolf? I have a DJ. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's actually compatible with that system. And it, it actually had some weird card mechanics in it, too. But, yeah, uh, Street Fighter, the storytelling game. I mean, as far as video games are concerned, they haven't really made an RPG that I know of. Uh, and according to them, they haven't. So, yeah, it will be the first Street Fighter RPG. It will be mobile. So prepare for microtransactions. That's it. Hot. I want to look at some hot microtransactions riding up your tailpipe. <laughs> what are you looking up there, man? We're on the air, and I know. Uh, suddenly got I real know. quiet. People, I know. People I listen to this. Something. They don't always just watch this. Street They're gonna Fighter think EX3. we just that was the end of the show. 
EX3. EX3 wasn't a role-playing game, was it? It was like I a 3D. Know. It was 3D fighter, because I played EX plus Alpha. Okay, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, that's that's what it yeah. is. It's a... Uh, it's like Tekken. I, I, for some reason, not I remember... Good. Yeah, it's like not good Tekken. Yeah, I remember... Uh, I, I remember seeing it in the GameStop before, and I thought I... In my brain, I thought oh, I you're fine. paired something together with uh, tabletop. You gonna pre-register for this bad boy? Give it a try. I did when you just said oh, that. Yeah, okay. I already, right. I, I already pre-registered. It's your turn, man. Uh, um, Unless you got something more to say about that. No. Uh, well, let's go with the first. Uh, the first dumb one. All right. That could mean a lot of things on my list. So. Oh, there's a lot. Uh, so Activision Blizzard executives say that The Last of Us' success is proof that Microsoft is smaller by comparison. That's fucking idiotic. Okay. I did not put this on my list because you sent this to me. So I yeah. knew it was on your list. Uh, and that's not... It was one person from Microsoft that said that because the TV series was right, successful yeah. not even that's that's what i mean you got to make sure you get all the dumb in there neil and, well, and I, I i was in the process i was in the process i was i wasn't finished with that there but uh like yeah it's really absolutely idiotic the straws that are being grasped at to justify literally anything so they're the, this individual's reasoning mm -hmm. uh is because a TV adaptation of a game is doing well, that means the video game company that is the direct competition for that show, the game that the show is based off of, rather, uh, is smaller and weaker. What, what are you like directly comparing the Halo TV series? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. I, I literally don't understand what logic there was behind that statement. I, I want to go one step further. I want to speak directly to everybody working at Sony and PlayStation. I want to say, guys, stop acting a fool. And why I want to say this is, they heard you. It's out of your hands now. Okay, nothing you're saying in the media anymore is going to have any sway on the judicial process. Okay, yeah. they're not they're not going to take into exhibit a such and such as Twitter post about fucking the Last of Us HBO series being yeah. really good. They're not. You, I mean, feel accomplished. Uh, I think that, I mean, it's not just you, but you raised concerns and a lot of other people have raised concerns because this is definitely on my list as well, a different one. But, uh, uh, and now FTC has decided to file suit. We are now going into judicial about it. Great. Shut the fuck up. It's done. That That's something else that bugs me about the whole Microsoft thing and trying to look weak. You're done at this point. At this point, people are going to go into your company and they're going to go through everything. They're going to look at you and Activision on a financial level that they will subpoena their records, they will get those mm -hmm. records, they will then go through those records. Nobody is anymore looking at Twitter or YouTube or fucking game shows or trailers. Nobody is seeing the developer direct that I, uh, Microsoft revealed and going, oh man, we like... Look how weak they are. Yeah, nobody. The people who are looking at it at this point are people who are doing 
paperwork. They're doing paperwork on you. None of this shit, that shit matters. So, Sony people, shut the fuck up, man. It's done. You fought your battle. You won. It's in somebody's hands now, else's hands. Like, if you get subpoenaed and, like, you go in front of a judge and the judge wants to know why you think they're shitty... Be all by all means, give your th- crazy ass Last of Us HBO series theory, knock yourselves out. But for the time being, you have no more say in this matter. It is moved into judicial. Just shut up, okay? The, the reverse name calling thing is done, okay? Whatever that was supposed to accomplish, it's over. <laughs> it's over, you know? Both sides. Same with Microsoft. You like, you feel free to release dates and trailers, guys, because. That is no longer what anybody is looking at in judicial, okay? They're not going to look at that. Yeah, and, and since you kind of alluded to it, you know, that's one thing is, like, there's demands now for individuals and executives within the company and everything like that to uh, be subpoenaed mm-hmm. to testify about, like, upcoming projects yep. and stuff like that. So. I wonder if E3 this year is going to be from a courtroom. Uh, <laughs> that's the thing is that like that's great. when we that's when we found out like uh, I'm going to take off the discovery. days to watch that trial. Um, that would be great. C-SPAN gets a real ratings bump. Um, I think that uh, that yeah, that's the thing. Like they're going to subpoena these people. They're going to ask him straight out. When are you planning on releasing? How far along are you? Like. And the other thing is, too, and I cannot stress this enough, the release date of video games that are in creation has no bearing on this. The entire thing is an antitrust law violation that they are looking at, meaning you own too many companies. If they weren't releasing games, if they weren't putting out release dates, they would actually be in a higher violation of the antitrust laws than if they do. That's what's so stupid about the whole trying to look weak thing. Because at this point, they're already looking at you. So if you're out there, we've got these companies, and for some reason they decide that you're a monopoly or you're close to a monopoly, they're going to look at the fact that you're not producing games, which the whole point of you buying them is to produce games to stimulate the market. The, the whole antitrust thing, the whole monopoly thing is about keeping the market fair and about stimulating the economy. That's what it's about. It's not about like Microsoft is too powerful. It's about will Microsoft continue to create a fair market space. They can't jack up the prices because they own everything. They can't stop making things because they own everything. They can't fire all their employers, employees who will then have nowhere to work because they own everything. So, like, nobody gives a shit. Nobody in the federal fucking court gives a shit when Redfall is coming out. They don't. They don't care. They want to know how much you stand to earn from having all of these things and whether that will be unfair to the rest of the market. So everybody involved can shut up now because it doesn't (laughs) matter. It doesn't matter. They're going to subpoena these people. They're going to ask them poignant questions about what they need to ask them about. They're going to go over documents. And sure, the government sucks. But at the same time, they're not looking at these things anymore. Whether they're idiots or not, they're not looking at these things anymore. So... It's null and void. The reverse name-calling thing is just fucking stop. I'm so done with it, you know? 
Yeah, Sorry, I went on a I, rant there. I apologize. No, I, I think uh, I think you have a point at this point. Like, you know, that's one thing that's being overlooked. The fact yeah. that the government's involved now. Yeah. The it's, fact that the U.S. government is involved. There's other governments looking at stuff. Yes. Like, it's, it's game over at this point. Nothing that you can say is going to alter the outcome of what's going to happen. Right. The judicial process is going to go through. Yep. Documents are going to be reviewed. A decision is going to be made, and that's what's going to happen. It doesn't matter if Joe Blow over at Microsoft, right. you know, thinks that oh well, we we're just so weak because of TV shows. Do right. Well, and that's the thing too. Like the judicial process, I don't even like the judicial process, but the the fact remains, it doesn't care whether Phil Spencer thinks Sony whines too much. It doesn't care whether Redfall is coming out on May 2nd or it gets delayed. It does not care if Last of Us series did really what good or not. in the fuck? Hi, cat. <laughs> Always Neil's pets, man. Always Neil's pets. I've never done this before. Uh, no, that's right. a first. Well, that's, yeah, that's a first. Just let her work know. it out. Let her work it out. <laughs> I guess this is where my life is. Oh, Either that, no. I was about to say, or just lean no. back really hard. You could do that. You're not sharpening your claws on this fucking chair. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah. So, I guess we switched to mine. I might as well just roll into mine as a segue. Yeah, may as the, well. Uh, the EU has decided to specifically say that uh, the Xbox-Microsoft-Activision merger it would be a violation of antitrust. It would be a monopoly, and it is unlawful. Whether they are going to go forward with any sort of... Uh, um, Penalties or anything that is on them, just so that everybody understands, the EU cannot block the sale in any way, shape, or form because it is two American-based companies. Uh, however, they can go so far as to say, we're not going to let you do business in the Europe European Union if they want. I don't know that it'll go that far, but they've also sent apparently an internal document that is not public record, so we cannot read it, to Microsoft stating their case onto why they think that they are too powerful and too strong. Uh, Phil Spencer was asked about this, and he said, we are just working really hard to make sure that everybody is okay with this deal, yada, 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 uh, and we're going we're gonna to do everything we can to make sure that they like it. Uh, but the EU has said that they don't think it is a viable or legal or legal deal that should go through. Uh, yeah, and that's just you know the the cards keep getting stacked more and more against Microsoft at this point with this deal going through. Like I, I like you said, I don't think they would go so far as to say you know oh we're not gonna you know sell the products or whatever. But I almost wonder if they could impose like additional tariffs on yes. games, yeah. you know. Uh, additional regulations on mm -hmm. like microtransactions that occur, you know, because that's its own separate thing. Um, they can do uh, a lot yeah. of stuff to them. They can't. Yeah. They can't stop the sale. They can't sell the sale. I think also that just being said has a lot of weight on on mm -hmm. what the federal prosecutors will look at. My wife, however, who is a paralegal, disagrees with me on that. Just so that everybody knows, I'm being very skeptical. But I think that. It would. Uh, the other thing, I'm just going to take another one. Do you have another Activision one? Uh, do I have another Activision? I do. Because I, I can just segue into list. another one. And I don't want to like do another one and then come back to Activision. So I'd love to just get oh, it all. Oh, yeah. I have another one. And this is probably the one that we both have. 
Oh, nice. Okay. So go ahead with it. All right. Uh, Activision Blizzard has been fined thirty-five million dollars uh, for not yep. by the SEC yep. after an internal well an investigation by the SEC to decide that they do not have a good system for uh, making complaints of the you know what? Uh, <laughs> harassment what? manner. Yeah. Activision Blizzard. No, that can't be right. I, I want to say this again. Right. I want to say this again, and they got fined for some something else recently as oh, well, oh. if I recall correctly. But this is a fucking drop in the bucket. Thirty-five million. Yeah. They're about to get sixty-nine billion dollars from Microsoft. Thirty-five so, million is what they're fucking doing. I don't. So yeah, and and let me build off. Of this here sure, go for it. First, first, it wasn't a fine. It was it was literally a settlement too. That's something yeah. that we need to clarify. Yeah. So. They decided that they were going to lose that fight in court and yep. decided to take that. The slap on the wrist of $35 million. So in uh, uh, profits in the previous year, you know how much they made in profits? $5.23 billion. Yep. Yeah. And they got fined $35 million from this settlement. Yeah. This is the second big uh, fine they've been big, if you could call it that. They've been uh, leveled. They got leveled like something like a one point eight million for not allowing people to make unions or something a few years ago. I think we talked about that on the on the show. Uh, these are slaps on the wrist. They're nothing. However, I do want to point something out that is very interesting, and I pointed this out once before. There is a clause in the contract that Microsoft can back out of this deal. There is probably an amount that has to be paid, and I am sure that the amount is public record because I know people because it has to be. Obviously, it's a contract, but uh, people have actually read this line before. Hogue did uh, before his incident, um, and I think it's they have to pay. Like if Microsoft's like, "Hey, we don't want to do this deal anymore," and they back out, they have to pay Blizzard like something like something relatively small, like. 27 million or something like that or maybe a billion yeah. or something i don't know it, it, it's a good amount of money but it's not anything compared to the 69 billion there will be a point that microsoft will back out because it's not worth it uh, i want to point that out to everybody so i wish that they had settled for more you know what i mean because there's going to be a point where they're like you're not worth this you know yeah, that is a very important uh, thing mm -hmm. to consider. Now, at this point, I feel like I, I don't know. I don't know if they would actually pull the trigger on backing out because they are just so steadfast in pushing it through. Oh, uh, yeah. Everything uh, is like all their even seemingly like their marketing pushes. Yeah, it all the seem just weak. They've been like very about. They've been very very stalwart. careful as to what it is that they've, you know, put out there information wise and been very choiceful in their statements about, you know, how it is that they're trying to proceed with everything. I don't think that they would back out unless some cataclysmic something happened like I mean I, uh, on the same level, on the same level the European Union doesn't want this deal to go forward. You have the federal courts now fighting it. And while they are stalwart, they want to get this. 
that right now it's still beneficial to them to get this deal through because they'll own it all anyway. You know, who cares? Okay, so the EU doesn't want Activision games? Knock yourself out, you know. But there will be a point if people keep fighting it where where they can be like, hey, man, this isn't worth this. We'll walk away from Activision. We'll buy a different property, you know. Like, I don't know when that comes. I, again, I'm kind of more on your more of a of the same mind on you that they'll be stalwart on this uh come hell or high water they'll go through with it because they want to own everything and this is closer to everything they walk away from this they can't own everything you know what i mean right still there's gonna be a line there's a line somewhere on a piece of paper drawn where we're not going to go past this when it comes to fighting it you know and when they hit that cost where they're like oh it's too much they'll walk away you know because that's what mega corporations oh, yeah. do. So we'll have to we'll have to see. We'll have to see. All right. Well, I guess that was both of ours then. We both knocked one off. But I think I had just I, I can't remember what the number are anymore. I have I six know. left. I have six left. So And I've been skipping all over my list. I'll just go down the list. I'll figure out when I'm I up. <laughs> I do it on a little checklist on my phone, so when I hit it it crosses it off. Oh, I do it as a note, and typically I go down in a line, but when there's overlap. Uh, So, so yeah, so I don't know who's got more now, so. I don't know. I'll just go with one of my next ones here. Go for it. Uh, So, uh, Bloomberg is reporting that there is apparently going to be uh, some changes with Halo. We already know that... uh, We already know that, you know, they've altered their single player stuff for Halo Infinite with the story that's no longer going to be developed. Um, There's apparently a new Halo game in development, codename Tatanka, (laughs) and it is going to be using Unreal. They have already, they built Slipspace, and they're already abandoning it. It's because it's a shitty engine. It's a shitty engine. Fucking three. That's the thing. Man. Like the the, I I feel like if they had built the engine and then made the game, it would be a little bit different. But like we said before, just like they did with Cyberpunk, they were building the engine while they were developing the game. That's never a good thing. That's literally like trying to build a car. With its engine literally there, not knowing where the parts of everything else are going to go. You're just building an engine that you're going to have to build a car around. And that's just dumb. Stop building engines. Look, Unreal makes an engine. They make it by themselves. And, And the reason that these fucking game companies are trying to make their own engines that work is so that they don't have to pay Unreal. That's the only reason they're doing it. So that they don't have to pay for Unreal. And so that they could pocket more dollars. You can't make an engine. You make games. Make the games. Let an engine company make the fucking engine. You know? I, I don't understand the point of this. Like, unless you're going to devote an entire... Unless you're going to build an engine team and let that engine team work on their own just on the engine... What's the point of building it? Like, you're going to have to just use one of these other engines because everyone is going to end in disaster otherwise. Frostbite, this one, uh, Slipspace, they all fucking end in disaster when these companies, like. Uh, sorry, everybody. Was... Yeah, my microphone fell. 
<laughs> that was an interesting sound yeah, on my sorry. end. Sorry. I'm sure it was an interesting sound for everybody involved. Uh, I think that you're just going to end up uh, uh, trashing them because you, they always force all their games to be on it. And they're always nightmares, and everybody in their brother is used to either working on Unity or Unreal. Like, those are the two things that everybody mm -hmm. fucking uses. I mean, sorry, Unreal won that war. Stop trying to take it back, you know? Yeah. Unless you're going to do it right, and none of them want to do it right. They just want to be like, hey, just build an engine with it. That's not how it works, guys. Not how it works. All right. What should I do? Uh, God, it's all depressing after this. Just, <laughs> just shut down, shut down, shut down. All right. Well, we'll start with this one. Uh, the Day Before, which is a game that has been just just covered in controversy, um, got a new trailer, even though they're amid a trademark fight, uh, and they have said they've actually put a release date on it, November 10th, it's coming. Uh, the game looks interesting. Uh, this is a survival zombie shooter, uh, third-person shooter. Uh, this game got revealed a while ago. Uh, I, I was excited about it. I actually talked about it on the podcast. It became the most wishlist game on Steam. Then we found out that they didn't employ any of the programmers. They used free labor from just people <laughs> on the internet. Uh, then they got embroiled in a trademark scandal. They delayed it a bunch of times. And yeah, now we're here. Now we've gotten a trailer again, and they say regardless of the trademark fight, we're going to be able to release it on November 10th. So I don't know, guys. Do what you will with that one. Um, as a company, uh, they I don't they seem real skeezy, but uh, the game does look really good. But we've only ever seen what they wanted us to see. We did see some gameplay. They showed a 10 minute gameplay chunk. Still looks good. Uh, even though some of it looks weirdly like State of Decay 2. Um, but yeah, so there you go. November 10th for that one. And don't uh, tell well, me you never heard of it, because we've talked about it repeatedly. No, I do remember, I do remember this one. Uh, I do remember this one because I, I believe I remembered saying something along the lines that looked like it had promise. I think I remember yeah. the trailer. It was like mm -hmm. a neighborhood. Yeah. It was like starting to get overrun. There was like a backpack or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Um, so uh, you had kind of alluded to it, so I'll just kind of group these two together all into one. Uh, live services are taking a shellacking. You're about to steal some of mine, I feel like. Uh, I, uh, I think I might be stealing two. Yeah, I think so, because, yeah. yeah. Sam. Yeah, so. Uh, Pull the trigger, baby. Knockout City. Yep is going dark on june 6th mm -hmm. and turtle rock has already said that they're done with back for blood and they've moved on to their next game not the one i was expecting you to knock out but yes that is oh correct. there's another one on top of that there's two more there's two oh more. well go ahead with those uh well let's talk about this i mean do you want to talk about them all at the same time or do you want to just... talk about them all at the same time all because right. what have to say is a general overall blanket statement so i'm sure it's going to be something totally ignorant uh let's <laughs> crossfire x is also shutting down oh no uh, shit after just <laughs> like that one. six months and rumbleverse which has only been up for about three months uh, Isn't that is that? shutting down the wrestling one that i really liked yeah. a lot of these are ones that i really liked which is weird um so make your blanket statement and then we'll see where we go after that 
so the blanket statement that I have, you know, with this is because some of these shutdowns are for very different reasons. I don't know if you read into any of them. No, okay. but uh, my, what I'm seeing a lot of is I've actually been seeing news stories now pop up with uh, the live service model is basically like a bubble that's getting ready to pop. Um, mm. Uh, we've true. had a lot, a lot of them. And what ends up happening is all these live services, with the exception of stuff like Fortnite, you know, stuff like that, they come out, they're around for like a year or two, sometimes even less. Cough, cough, Babylon's fall. Um, but they're only around for a very limited amount of time. And it's a sort of like it, we talked about it before is there's some, some nerd somewhere with a calculator who's crunching numbers. And the second they realize that there's no more money to be made or the amount of work that it would cost to go and bring it back up to snuff to generate more revenue isn't enough. They just pull the plug on them. Um, and I feel like that's an inherent risk of not necessarily games of service, but how games of service are being presented. Okay. All right. So let me dive into that. Uh, I do, I do have some things to say about the games themselves individually, but, um, I don't think it's a bubble. I don't think it's a bubble at all because I can name 10 successful games of service off the top of my head, uh, that still exists and have existed for many years and they're going to continue to exist on until the ethos forever. I think that like the problem is not necessarily the games of service, which I think you kind of said at the end, the, the problem is not necessarily the games of service. It's the way they're going about. There's just so many of them. There's so many of them coming out and even the quality ones like Rumbleverse, which was a good game. I played a lot of it. It was a great game. Uh, gets kind of trampled in the midst because you. the other thing is too, one of the big problems with Lies of Service is your whole idea is that this is the game this person is going to play. When they get online, they're going to play this and we're going to continue to give them content in this game forever and they're going to keep spending their money on this game and coming back to this game over and over and over again so you have with lives of service you have a market share okay whereas with like a narrative game or a game that you're only going to play for so long that game comes out the people who are playing the lives of service will stop playing it for a little bit play that game then come back to the lives of service game but with lives of service you only have so many people that you can take away from so when you have these games come out these like battle royales or pvp versus or whatever you have to take market share away from places like fortnite and pubg and rainbow six siege and all these other games that becomes incredibly hard in a market where you're just constantly getting all these shovelware shit games coming out like crossfire x so let's mm -hmm. talk about the four we we've just announced right you got back mm -hmm. for blood which isn't really a games as service they kind of presented it as one but in the in the long run of things it's left for dead it's just left for dead that's all it is it's left for dead uh but with a new model and a card system behind it so while i would like them to continue to make content for it forever i don't necessarily think that it was ever meant to have content forever 
I just don't think mm. so. They never really said that they were going to do content forever. They did quite a few contents. I think it's been like four or five content that they did drops with that. So I kind of, I don't necessarily look at that as a games of service that's having the plug pulled uh, because you could still play it. Like it's a still, it's an online game. You're going to have access to all that content just like Left 4 Dead. It's, it's a game that exists. It's multiplayer based. I'm not saying it's not, but... I don't really look at that as in the same category as the other ones. Then we mm -hmm. talk about Crossfire X. This is the kind of shovelware bullshit that kind of ruins the time of everybody else because so many of those come out. It makes the, the whole kind of area look crappy. It makes people not want to walk away from Fortnite to try a new thing. It just does or or whatever their games as service is, you know? Uh mm -hmm. Rumbleverse is the real victim here because Rumbleverse was a good game. It had high critical praise and they just, the players did not take to it. That's an unfortunate reality of this, but everybody liked it. Like I said, critically, it was well received. Nobody really had anything bad to say about it. It brought something new to the, to the PVP battle, battle royale genre. Unfortunately, players didn't want to play it, you know? Mm-hmm. Knockout City is still popular. It's still one of the more popular ones. They're not quitting because they don't have a player base. They're quitting because they left EA and they went independent and they don't have the money to keep the servers running. Like they don't have a server infrastructure. They were using EA's server yeah. infrastructure to make it work. And that's what they, they even said that in the story in which that ended because I read that one because I was surprised. It was like Knockout City was like nines and tens across the board if you look at metacritic and stuff and i haven't heard anybody say that that's doing bad so i read that story and they were just like look we're not with ea anymore we don't have we're an independent small time studio that just does not have the ability to keep the surfers running for a long-term period and still work on games or make games for you which that's basically what it boils down to. They can't do it. They don't have the infrastructure to keep something like that running. And if you remember, originally Knockout City was $30 unless you yeah. had EA Play mm -hmm. or had Game Pass to get EA Play, but they went free to play and left. They didn't leave EA Play. I think you could still play it through EA Play, but they left EA's protective bubble and went free to play on their own. I think the problem is they just, they can't do it. They even said, they're like, we've learned a lot here. We're going to use the Knockout City stuff in future games, but we just, we can't do this. We can't keep it going. I think that, so you have a very, you have four very different reasons. They're all getting hit hard right now. I'm not saying these are, these are all either games of service or games of service adjacent games, but I don't necessarily see it as a bubble. I see it more like you have a lot of companies that are looking at games of service as a quick buck. Hey, let's, mm -hmm. let's release a Fortnite. We can just make money on that in the background. And that is kind of ruining it for everybody in a lot of ways. That's kind of my yeah. take on it. And so I don't necessarily think we're going to see games of service go away because there's still a ton of popular, very successful ones. The problem is, is that a lot of the companies, especially the big name companies, are not looking at it like, let's make a quality game forever. They're looking at it as a constant paycheck. The other thing about Lies of Service game is it works contradictory. As much as everybody thinks it doesn't, it works contradictory 
to the way the games industry makes the most of its money. The games industry makes most of its money off hype, off you getting hyped for a game so that you'll pay 70 fucking dollars on a video game that you've never played or, or seen anybody play before. That's what they want. Uh, and, and then once you buy it, you'll play it for two hours and won't be able to return it. Like that's, that's the whole idea behind the game industry as a whole. Games as a service can't do that. Games as a service need to get you to stay in the game so that they can make enough money to keep the game going. Like the game has to sustain itself as a property. So the problem is, is you have these companies that are like, let's just release a games as a service. Let's just throw a games as a service out there. Out comes the games as a service. It's a piece of shit. Okay, fine. But you went free to play. You're not sustaining yourself now. You can't pay the people to work the game because nobody's in the game. You know, mm -hmm. so I think that I think the real problem isn't necessarily that games as a service is a fad or a bubble that's about to burst. I think it's more like the companies that don't take it seriously are ruining it for everybody. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that for sure. I mean, that's just that's that's my my take on it. Uh, but as far as these four games go, I'm actually really sad Rumbleverse went. I played it with Asylum quite a bit, and we had a ton of fun with it. A ton of fun with it. It's just, it's one of those, and honestly, it's one of those I kind of wanted to play with you, because I think you would have really enjoyed it, because it, it was a very interesting, like, melee combat-based sort of thing. Um, but it's just one of those that, I, the other problem with games of service, and this is something you actually said is yours, is to... A games of service is an inherent risk, especially when you go free to play, because you can shove microtransactions into that game all day long. If nobody plays it, you can't make money off of it. Mm -hmm. That simple. So the game has to have an audience that basically, like, you can't really generate. You can't use the hype to generate it. Like, it's one of the things I actually like about games of service, especially when they're free to play or cheaper, because. If your game's not good, people won't play it. Period. Rumbleverse was good, but still, you have to have people... I, I, I'm i the only one who thought that, obviously. I'm the only one who thought it was worth my time, you know? So, like, you have to get people. You have to pull people in, and you have to sustain those people and those player bases for it to be successful. It works on the back end, on the quality of the actual product. It's one of the reasons I like them. Unfortunately, a lot of companies realize that, well, think that they could just make a quick buck off of it. And it's quite the opposite. You can make a quick buck off Starfield way better than you could make a quick buck off a lives of service game. Mm -hmm. So that was like all of ours, right? Like that just cleared us out basically. I've got one more, but it's a real shitty mean one. Honestly. Oh, no. I, I still have I still have one, two, three, four. How but did they're that happen? relatively. They're said you had nine, quick. and that was like, oh, you took two, that and I took two. two. Yeah, so yeah. we did four together. Okay, go ahead, man. I only got the one left. All right. Well, um, just a real quick one. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor has been delayed to April. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, I mean, I'm not too muffed about that one because, like, they made the announcement a while ago and gave us a window. The last trailer they gave us showed us gameplay. Cool. Yeah. Like, and the, this where the, we're at, uh, it's only delayed by like six weeks. So it's not like the end of the world. Um, so, yeah. 
Um, I guess uh, I'll just cruise along through. Sure, uh, go for another one. More then. Uh, so the sales numbers for God of War Ragnarok and uh, they're fucking wild. Um, in its first week, God of War shipped 5.1 million units in its very first week. Okay. Since that period of time, it has over doubled. They've sold 11 million units. Good for them. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, at this point, we're guaranteeing that there's going to be a sequel. Uh, That's a problem. They basically, they basically teased the sequel for it, uh, and it does look like, given the framing of everything, uh, that they very well are going to have one more mythology that they go through, and then they're probably going to be done. Or at least, you know, completely overhaul because uh, without getting too into it, spoilery sort of stuff, uh, they have opened avenues for continuation of uh, story in multiple different ways. Let's just say it that way. Um, So I think that they are kind of preempting us for... uh, Maybe the end of what we know of, you know, with these God of War games or something along those lines. Uh, but yeah, no, the game that Ragnarok did very well, very well indeed. Um, I'm I'm pleased. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess that I only got one left. So yeah. Uh, so I'll go with. Uh, I'll do one more, then I'll let you do your one. Okay. Finish out. Uh, so uh, this one's also kind of a throwaway. You remember a couple months ago, uh, I did an odds and ends story about a NASCAR driver that uh, drove up the yeah. side of a wall. Yeah. Uh, and he did it because he said he saw it. He did it in the NASCAR GameCube game, and he wanted to try it, and it actually got him uh, uh, finished in a better place in the race. Right. Uh, NASCAR has officially banned that action. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They uh makes they sense. went Yeah, I mean it does make sense because it's extremely dangerous. Extremely. And, when they, and then when they actually asked him about it, he said uh he doesn't regret doing it, but he definitely would never do it again because it was very scary. <laughs> I believe As it, you man. Would imagine. <laughs> yeah, you gotta realize those cars go fast, man. They go They're real like fast. Basically made out of plastic. Yeah, especially especially like when you're talking a super speedway where they've got to basically put restrictions restrictions on the engines so that they can't go faster than like, I think it's something crazy, like 300 miles per hour or something. I don't even like, know. It's, it's insane. It's very fast. And, uh, yeah, that's nuts. Uh, it's cool that he did it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. All right. So mine is, uh, just, a just your classic IGN is cucks sort of story. Uh, they actually, they've gotten so much heat about their review scores that they released an editorial from the editorial, the, the editor in chief of the reviews, Dan Stapleton. It's basically a story explaining why their reviews are basically all from five to, from five to 10 and mostly sevens. Um, which it's fucking stupid, okay? I want to say this right yeah. now. If your reviews, if your reviews over the course of like three years, nothing gets below a five and nothing goes above a ten, 
then you got a five-point review system. You don't have a 10-point review system anymore, man. Like, what are we doing here? They yeah. have, I feel like, too, every once in a while they review a shovelware game and give it, like, a two or a three just so that they can, like, validate their shitty review system. <laughs> I mean, plus, guys and girls out there, look, I, li- I listen to IGN reviews because it still gives you an idea of the product. But if you think you're getting the full story when you listen to an IGN review, you're not. They just gave Hi-Fi Rush a 9. A 9 out of 10. I played Hi-Fi Rush. It's a good game. It's not a 9 out of 10. It's not. It's not almost the best game. (laughs) It's just not. Uh, So I don't know. They're just kind of like that. But the fact that you have to write a story about how your review system, like, is broken. Well, isn't broken means that it's probably broken, right? Like, I don't know. I thought that was hysterical enough to put on the list. I'm going to have to look that up because, yeah, I'm curious about that. I never really noticed that until you mentioned that. I didn't read the whole article either. I read, like, most of it. But, like, basically it was kind of like he was just justifying it. He was like – he basically was saying, like, games nowadays and TV shows nowadays are all of a good quality. Uh and I'm like, okay, well then you have a five point review system. Like, 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 like if all if if nothing falls below a certain number, then that's the baseline. That's how science works. Like, I don't know what yeah. you're doing with your time there, man. I don't know. All right. Well, I'm on my last one, uh, and this okay. one is. Uh, it's been a real journey and kind of shitty. Uh, so there was a GameStop manager in Pennsylvania that was fired after his store got robbed of 10 PlayStation five consoles. Um, why a little, yeah. So, uh, it was not, it was the manager of the store who was not involved in the situation got fired. Uh, as it seems, uh, the employee basically had people came in. They were asking about PlayStation 5 consoles. Uh, the employee went to go to go into the back to grab the console where they keep them. And they were then held up while the individuals made off with 10 PlayStation 5s and then shut the individual in the storeroom. Huh. The manager was then fired for that. Now, as it seems, they did not violate any sort of safety security precautions. Um, And as somebody whose wife used to work at GameStop, they've got a really bad habit of literally having only one single individual in the store at all times. Yeah. So it really makes them easy targets. And as a result, a manager whom it was not his decision to schedule the way he did and his employee followed all of the safety precautions got fired because his store got robbed. That's a little ridiculous, man. Like, I don't, I don't understand that at all. I don't understand that at all. I, you should never have one person in a store and I'm kind of surprised GameStop doesn't get robbed more. Honestly. Yeah. Honestly. Somebody has to have caught on to that. Like, seriously. That there's only ever there's, one person. Oh, it's like, hell, even if there's only, there's two, two, I get robbed two. Like, Jesus. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's very strange. Very strange situation with them. Uh, yeah, that's weird, man. That's totally weird. All right. Well, I'm, I'm done. I got nothing else to say about anything. 
Yeah, uh, I'm finally done with all of mine too. I'm ready to Longest stop talking. Longest interaction ever. I, I I don't mind that at all. All right, so well we're gonna come back with uh, you know our sign offs. Uh, Horrible gaming podcast. All right, so that brings us to the end of the show. The shameless self promotion that comes with it, Neil. Anything you would like to pug other than what we just talked about? <laughs> oh god, I hate you. Um, Might have no, two bonuses no, I mean, this time. There's, uh, there is, uh, you know, we're on UHW. Uh, mm-hmm. Myself, it's coming. And it's coming, Kayla. It's coming. We're we're slowly working through the processes of booking all the matches and doing all the things. Uh, I am playing as Chad Rover, a very old, apparently, wrestler, because I did not take that into consideration (laughs) whenever I made my character. Uh, And it was weird because this age was chosen based off of the backstory that I gave him because I chose specific. Because you had to. Yeah, there was (laughs) no way not to. I was like, this happened a long time ago. Think about that when I made that that story. But here we are. Um, create some yeah, interesting so stuff with him. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, there's that. And then, uh, you know, uh, speaking of my wife, my wife and I and Zach played You Suck at Parking on stream. It's a lot of fun. Which was absolutely fantastic. I think they actually just updated it. I was on my, uh, I was on the Razor Kishi earlier and I saw that uh, it, because it was in my recently played it showed something about an inferno update i don't know if that was that was actually live played. when we played and oh, that i was think live. it's okay. i think it's mostly i think it's the fire i think they added the okay. fire that we were dealing with um in any case yes we had a lot of fun we're probably going to play that at least one more time we got to mm. work that out because scheduling i'm not going to lie guys i got so many projects going on right now in my head spinning but we're going to get that going uh, as well as some other stuff we got in the works. Uh, right now, of course, you can check out. I do have a special plug. Uh, we're trying to do some more uh, tabletop role-playing game stuff. Did uh, Spring Villager last tea shop. Uh, myself and Wizards Respite, who is oh, who we've been working with a little bit now on the content. Uh, just play this weird solo journaling game, but we play it with two people and it's it's kind of crazy and it took some weird interesting twists starts a little slow but when you get to the role playing it's really good uh we're going to be coming back to that on the 16th of this month to uh to wrap up that playthrough because we couldn't get through the whole thing um and then you know once a month we're probably gonna jump into like uh, a weird you know uh two-player rpg situation uh which we're excited about um but other than that, I'd love you to go back and check out that one. Uh, you can check out everything we have to offer. We got a lot of streams. We got a lot of shows right now. Uh, so yeah, you know, check out what we got. Uh, other than that, you know, as usual, you can contact us on Facebook at OmanGamingDH on Twitter at OmanGaming9. You can join our Discord. Link is in the description below. Influences and all of our shows from there. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as long as you keep watching and listening, keep making them. We'll see you guys next week with an interview show. Pause. Oh, that's great because I have to shit so fucking hard. <laughs> oh. oh man, that's good because I got to talk to you about a bunch of stuff when we go off the air. Oh my Just god! Gonna watch you squirm. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, going in three, two. <laughs>
<laughs> gag yeah, gunners. I swear to God. <laughs> Should have said you liked it. Well, three, three, two, one. <laughs>